Welcome to Third Church's T3 Family Podcast. Welcome to T3 Family Podcast. We are so excited to be back with you. This time we're talking about Sabbath again, but with two of my favorite people in the world, and they are Steph Heatbrink. And Mike Redman, I'm probably everybody's favorite person in the whole wide world. So this is going to be an exciting podcast. Continue to tell yourself that, Mike. <laughs> I tell myself that every time I get up in the morning. You look in the mirror and you're like, I am I'm everyone's enough, favorite person. I'm, what was that? Smart enough and people like me. What was that? <laughs> it was a Saturday Night Life skit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was yeah. like, that's a way back. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys probably all know who they are. And so we're just going to actually jump straight into the questions we have and the conversation about Sabbath. So part of the reason they were both asked is they just were invited into by the Lord in the last year and a half at different times to engage in a sabbatical, which is more of an extended Sabbath. And they learned such significant pieces in that, whether it was like actual lessons that they're carrying out in ministry, but really what it means to be God's creation and how to walk that out. And so Steph and Mike, let's wind back a long time. What was your understanding early on in life about Sabbath? Yeah, growing up in a, I would call conservative evangelical Nazarene church, uh, Sundays were always really interesting. And Sunday was always Sabbath. And for us, one is it always meant we're going to go to church twice, once in the morning, once in the evening. You were holy. We were very holy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it also meant my parents were going to take naps, which meant for like an hour, hour and a half, us kids did whatever. We were allowed to watch TV. So, you know, but it was, we knew, I knew you didn't work on the Sabbath mm-hmm. and a lot of things were shut down on the Sabbath. So, you know, I was a product of the 80s and even way back then, convenience stores. Uh, right weren't around or like grocery stores weren't open. And so you just knew things were shut down and slowed down. And I knew there were certain things you didn't do, but I don't feel like I grew up in overly legalistic view of don't mow your yard on the Sabbath, those kind of things. My parents, I think, did a good job of that. So uh, I didn't feel like it was legalistic, but I knew there was lots of things we, it was more of the things we didn't do than it was the things that we can do, which I think we're going to get to this morning. Yeah. And I would say my experience was a little bit different. Um, I'm not sure that we ever, we didn't use the word Sabbath a ton. Um, you know, I grew up in a really uh, faithful family. We attended church every Sunday. So basically it, I Sundays were a little bit different in the sense that we always went to church in the morning. Um, we only well, had one service though, the Presbyterians. <laughs> a little less holy. A little less holy. <laughs> a little less holy than the Nazarenes, just one we're service. We're judging holiness today yep. as part of Sabbath. Um, you know, usually meant we had like Sunday dinner mm-hmm. together. And then, yeah, I, w- I would... Uh, I resonate with the family napping. I learned to nap to golf at a young age on Sunday afternoons. Um, yeah. But yeah, so a little bit of a, so, a slower day. Uh, I would say if I th- think about priorities in that season, um, it, w- it was a bit of more of a relational day for yeah. our family. So yeah. it, it wasn't unusual for us to go see uh, grandparents for coffee time or um, my grandma and Grandma was German, so we had tea time, not like the Dutch oh, coffee yeah, yeah, time. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, but like I said, not necessarily intentional. I grew up in a little bit of a bigger city, so I wouldn't say that I noticed a shutdown okay. um, at all. So we could basically do anything right. on a Sunday that we could do any day of the week. So different than more of our rural uh, setting, I yes. wouldn't say that there was much of a sense of a change of pace for Sundays. So some days were restful, um, but yeah, I would say mostly... Uh, there was not a lot of intentionality around yep. it necessarily, and I didn't have much of a concept of maybe what the invitation of Sabbath was. Yeah. So I also don't know which is a is a big um, part of the rhythms of our current culture that I did not experience. Maybe Steph, you did just a little bit, or Allie. Um, I did not experience any of the sports activities on weekends. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a non AAU club. Uh, culture. And so that was in some ways helpful because there was never an opportunity. But I know my parents were, this is a funny story. uh, You know, my parents were big sticklers about us going to church Sunday morning, Sunday night. And if there was a midweek service, we also went. And so in both of my churches and my charismatic church, my Nazarene church, we went on Wednesday night or Thursday night or to youth group. And they were big sticklers about not not missing those. And so even into high school, when I was still a junior, um, the football team was getting ready and they were going to go see a football movie that was popular in the theaters. Uh, And my parents I could have talked them into going to the movie, but they did not want me to go. Okay. And so there was still, a, you know, I okay. still had a little bit of sense of, um, one, you don't skip church. So mm-hmm. that was probably, for me, a Sabbath, like, because we went twice. Right. That that was a pretty big deal. You just didn't do things where you skipped church. For sure, yeah. Yep. Yep. Very similar. You were in church every Sunday. That was, yeah, yeah it wasn't really a non yeah. Yeah. So if I would have had sports opportunities, <clears throat> my parents would have made me say no to them. Yeah. And so I explained in our last podcast that I my culture was different. So I actually did have sports. So I didn't grow up with Sabbath rhythms uh, or even an understanding of Sabbath because we were actually literally on Sunday, Saturdays and Sundays at soccer all the time. Sure. And so, yep. yeah, it was... As we continue to walk, and out you became faith. a soccer professional after no. that, right? Right. <laughs> yes, that's exactly okay. what happened. When I started <laughs> teaching everyone my expertise, no, I'm joking. Um, but in all honesty, because my family didn't start going to church till I was in second grade, so it was as the Lord was walking, as we were walking in faith with the Lord, where those things started to be refined in us as a family unit. Sure. And so, yep. really early on in our faith journey, we were at soccer games all the time, and if we could make church happen, we would make church happen. We were usually there on a Wednesday night too, but yeah. So a little, mine was a little different than that. Yeah. It is interesting that you said those stuff that in a big city, things didn't shut down because I do remember there being like less cars out, sure, but everything was open. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm sure we'll talk about this too. Like in our minds, right. We all feel like growing up Sunday was the Sabbath. Right. Right. Yes. And yep. I think, um, you know, part of what we'll kind of get into today, like, well, Sunday, it's certainly not my Sabbath right. uh, anymore. And yep. there are other ways to consecrate spaces and yeah. in, in places in your life that yeah. aren't Sunday. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, again, that was kind of the typical, like, well, of course you Sabbath on Sunday, but um, that is impossible for right. lots of people. Yep. And so um, that's where uh, getting out of some of the legalistic or rule-based right. things is uh, helpful to get back to the heart of what is the invitation of Sabbath. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we kind of we covered this question a little bit, but maybe you could talk into it as you continue to grow up in faith and continue to grow in faith even today. 
Did you, as you were learning more about Sabbath, did you begin to see it as a life-giving practice? Or I think, Mike, you shared that it was never not life-giving because your family really concentrated on how, the blessings of it. So but did you, have you always considered it to be life-giving? All those different pieces. Rhythms of life are, are always interesting because, you know, there's when we're kids, you know, oftentimes the parents are dictating to us what we can and can't do. Uh, then you get out of, you know, out of your home and you get into college and then you get into college and the culture there, you know, that starts to dictate right. even some of those rhythms. You Absolutely, know? So, yeah. And then as I've gotten out and I am grateful here at Third that, you know, Pastor Kevin and so many of our people have been advocates of healthy Sabbath and trying our best, like, what does it mean to Sabbath and really wrestling with right. this? Because I would even say, honestly, even not up to like, you know, maybe five, seven, eight years ago, I'm not sure I focus much on like, what does it mean to have a healthy yep. Sabbath in those types of practices? But because of so much busyness and the craziness of life, I think we're just seeing the intentional need and that we, we need for Sabbath. And mm -hmm. so, uh, it's making me rethink what does Sabbath look like? Right. And as we will talk about of what are the yeses sometimes more than the nos yeah. uh, and trying to really uh, figure that out. But we so desperately need what the Sabbath has to offer. Like it's such a good gift from the Lord and we often don't see it as a gift. It can actually become a nuisance. Um, and some of that's just because we're so busy right. that that means right. I have to, I can't do something. Yeah. Um, but like in college, you know, I would have never thought of, oh, not doing homework on a day. Right. You know, like, you know, so when you think about the ideas of like really work, um, I'm worth thinking through even those things with our family. Like what, what does it mean? What do those things mean? Mm -hmm. And every, I think family and situation is just a little bit different. You have to kind of figure that out with the Lord and the Holy right. Spirit to have him help you guide you in those disciplines and practices for sure and even it's funny we say discipline and discipline sounds like painful yeah uh, but there is a like i've learned there is a discipline to sabbath mm -hmm. keeping mm -hmm. uh, and i'm not a naturally disciplined person so i have to be pretty intentional work pretty hard to protect some sabbath rhythms yeah for myself and for our family yeah and, there's a quote that i often remind myself of is that um Discipline is the price of freedom, mm -hmm. and uh, disciplines are really what actually align us, uh, allow us to live our lives um, in line with the values that we actually say we hold. Mm -hmm. um, because the reality is, as many of us would say, yeah, Sabbath is great, or mm -hmm. we we hold a lot of values, but we when we don't put discipline around them, the reality is life pulls us in all kinds of different directions. Mm -hmm. And then when that happens, we'll feel um, we'll feel the tension in our soul, right. actually, because we aren't living in line with the things that we say that we value. Right. And so that's where there's actually freedom and joy in the spiritual disciplines and practices because it gives us the um, boundaries that we yeah. really need to align with the things that we say yeah. we really value. Yep. And so, um, yeah, I consider Sabbath a very life-giving yeah. uh, practice because of that. Um, my nature has been... Um, I'm. Uh, I can be performance oriented. Yeah. I can be um, achievement oriented, kind of a doer. And so um, it's good for me to 
embrace my finiteness yeah. uh, to rest and know that I'm loved for who I am, not mm-hmm. for what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a message that I need the Holy Spirit to remind me of a lot. Uh, I need to remember that God is God. Yep. And when I rest for a day, His activity doesn't cease. And yeah. things that I've taken on um, as burdens that maybe aren't not supposed to be mine to carry gives me some space to unload those yeah. and say, God, this is actually your uh, thing. I need to unhook from that yeah. and try trust you. Um, so there's an act of relinquishment, I think, in Sabbath too, that's really healthy uh, for us. And we're really poor at embracing our own humanity yeah. and our own human limits. And again, I would say culturally that we're pressed in that a yeah. lot. Like, do, you know, like it, it we live in a culture of, I would say, excess in multiple ways. Yes, And so um, there's a actually a gift uh, in uh, embracing your limits. Yeah. And um, I think that is actually one of the invitations of Sabbath that is, I find life giving. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. for sure. I think the interesting thing of the practice of Sabbath, it, it is so countercultural. You know, Super. Like, it is just so completely countercultural. Every time I think about the COVID season, for everyone to be forced in, a little bit forced into a Sabbath, a time of ceasing at least, that was very uncomfortable for people. Like, yeah. pe- and understandably, there are hard things that happened in that season. But at the same time, instead of embracing what could have been or could be in the moment, it was the longing for all the loss of the busyness. Yeah. I mean, I'll always remember I had a student where I was sharing, like, I had been working 21 days in a row nonstop. And she looked at me and said, man that's so cool. Like you are a go-getter. And I said, no, that's so unhealthy. (laughs) And I said, I am learning about like, what does it mean for me to rest and take time to do that? And she goes, oh, and like, just didn't know what to say with that. Because a little bit, we're breeding that in our kids right now. For sure. That you need to perform, 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 perform. And a fuller plate is actually quote unquote, a better plate, which is not true. Like in the kingdom of God, that's actually yes. not a true statement. Yeah, that our busyness is kind of a badge of honor and yes. how much we have going on. And Yeah. yeah, yeah sure. as, as followers of Jesus, the invitation into freedom and joy and peace, there's also an invitation by Jesus that he is asking us, will we trust him? Yeah, right. that's Absolutely. right. Will we trust the yep. Lord? And yep. when he says, hey, this day of rest is really good yep. and really important, can... And will I trust that? And this is what I, and I wrestle with this, but I think there's some truth to this, that when we say yes to rest and figuring out healthy Sabbath rhythms, that I can also trust that the work or the things I am not getting done, that I believe spiritually, supernaturally, the Lord can actually help us actually produce at an even greater level, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, Absolutely. So what, well, I, so what I say is yeah. produce, produce, produce. And if, right. man, yep. if I miss this day, then I'm going to get behind. Yep. Yeah. And I believe that actually out of rest, out of some ceasing or out of celebrating, out of being in relationship, doing healthy Sabbath rhythms, um, that actually the Lord will help us on the backside and make up for it. Yep. Well, and it feels like culture is kind of right now actually slowly catching up with what yeah. Oh, yeah. the Bible's always said, yes. right? That like secular organizations are starting to put in um, sabbaticals, right? Right, And um, they're realizing work 
hours don't necessarily equate to work productivity, you know, so it's what you're saying too, like even just the way that I think God designed us Mm -hmm. that like, uh, there's something in the rest, the relinquishment, um, again, into embracing our limits that in the end, um, in that trust. Yeah. And I have a little prayer that says, God, I need you to just make this thing easy. Like if, yeah. I, if I have something I have to set down and I know I have to pick it back up later. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times he's answered that prayer Wow. of wow. like, um, I need, this is a situation right now. I don't have the answer. I don't have, um, I'm going to set this down so that I can rest yep. and be present with my family and kids. So I need you to make this easy. Wow. And um, I feel like he's actually answered that prayer pretty profoundly yep. for me multiple times. And, and that's a trust thing. Yep. Um, it's an, an invitation to trust yeah. and say, um, humanly, I'm not really sure how this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm asking you mm-hmm. uh, to do to work on my behalf here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What have you learned about God and yourself in the midst of Sabbath? Well, as we were talking about some of these things, I, I think people fall into different uh, places on the spectrum as it relates to Sabbath, uh, because some people can be, we, some of us are workaholics and we want to produce and we got to be doing stuff. And so just the idea of sitting around, and that even sounds bad because that's sometimes what we think of Sabbath, sitting around right. doing nothing. But this idea of I can't produce, there's those that are always producing. But I also, and this is probably more my mentality is I can actually on Sabbath, I can tend to get lazy and um, and it's kind of like this veg out state mm-hmm. uh, so that I'm going to just sit around and do nothing or I'm going to watch gonna TV watch all day. I'm going to binge watch. Yes. <laughs> Mike really likes I love Netflix documentaries. documentaries. So, so many if you good need ones. a recommendation, <laughs> the latest. Just an yes. aside. Uh, and so, so I think there's people fall into different places on, on the scale and the invitation for Sabbath is really to, I believe, to be present with God and in a really intentional way and to be present with others. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot what I learned out of being on a sabbatical month of, that was been my prayer and continues to be my prayer, Lord, how do I be present with you and be yeah. present with others? And the busyness of life and and the go, go, go doesn't always allow me to do that well. And so healthy Sabbath rhythms invite me back into that. And so it, again, trying to answer your question, which I've already forgotten at this point, <laughs> this idea that... What have you learned about God and yourself? Yeah. Um, there is like, man, I can trust God. Mm-hmm. I really can. And that rest really is an important thing. And we've talked about the, the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry yeah. by John Mark Comer. Uh, and he does, he writes and explains things I think so well that helped me. Like it's been my favorite book and probably my most impactful book in the last five to 10 years. Wow. You know, I've read it two to three times now. Yep, it's excellent. Uh, because I just, I'm not sure I always trust the Lord, mm-hmm. but it's not only that, like I think I get, I can get lazy towards him. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm in ministry and so we'll get it, talk about maybe some of our own Sabbath rhythms because my rhythms are different and I've had to navigate these even with my own family uh, because of how I work on a Sunday. Right. And so my rhythms are a little bit different than others. But man, I am learning as I can have those moments in Sabbath well, my connection with the Lord is so much greater. Um, I'm, em- I'm emotionally healthier because of the rest and the intentionality behind my Sabbath practices and keeping. And so it allows me to be more deeply connected to the Lord um, and it helps me to keep my eyes fixed on him, even in the midst of all the chaos and everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in the world and in the culture right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'd echo that. Um, I, I think, uh, what Mike said, one of the first things that I had written down in response to this question was yes, learning how to prioritize relationship over task, Yeah, uh, which again, in our culture, we're really poor at. Yeah. Other cultures do that better than we do. Yep. Um, but that's one of the key battles for us. Yeah, so prioritizing relationship with God and relationship with others. And the also thing that I would say is, um, uh, our culture, um, and again, when I say our culture, me, mm-hmm. I'm bad at this too. Um, we're really poor at living reflectively. Wow. And so part of our busyness, I think often is that we actually, um, we're trying to not deal with what's going on in a deeper way. And we don't know how to do that. And so that's where we'll slip into, you know, quote unquote, laziness on the Sabbath because, um, I actually don't maybe want to deal a little bit with what's going on a little bit deeper in my soul. Um, yeah, you know, to add to my I, the thing I said about hey, being don't present. Interrupt me. <laughs> even though you fight, just interrupted fight, me. Fight, fight, just joking. Uh, being present with others, being present with God. But what you're saying there, Steph, is that we need to be learn how to be present with ourselves. Amen. Yeah. So that we can, yeah. I think, dig deeper. Um, from an emotional health standpoint. And yep. that's where Sabbath has really helped me because the more emotionally healthy I am, the better husband I yep. am, the better father I that's am, right. the better coworker I am, the better friend I am. And and that's where the Sabbath rhythms help me with that. But it's intentional. Like I have to, and that's where the vegging out and watching Netflix mm-hmm. for six hours as joyful as it can be, doesn't actually help me nor help others um, or my connection with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, John Mark Comer's book is, is he's uh, riffing off a lot of things that Dallas Willard has yeah. said too, that yeah. hurry's the greatest enemy of the soul. Yeah. And part of that is, you know, then when we stay in that state yeah. of busyness, hurried, uh, we we don't have the time to go deeper. And I really love um, kind of a word picture uh, or an image that I come back to is um, Ruth Haley Barton, who does mm-hmm. a lot with spiritual rhythms and emotional health, uh, talks about um, a jar of river water yeah. and that we're all shaken up by mm-hmm. the busyness of life. Mm-hmm. And what happens on uh, when we actually stop to rest in Sabbath and silence mm-hmm. and solitude is that um, there becomes... Uh, a separation. Yeah. Uh, you know how river water will get clear because the junk will finally settle yeah. uh, to the uh, bottom. Have you ever been out to Lake Red Rock or the Des Moines River? It never settles. <laughs> you think it's it just settles. disgusting all the time. Okay. Well, I got to go but to Hawaii this it. summer. We get your analogy. <laughs> Stop messing with my analogies. Just it, was, take, it was a great take analogy. It with Ruth until I think about like Red Rock and the Des Moines River. We're this might tag, be the feistiest podcast I you know. have here. And we're going to tag Ruth Haley Barton in this, and then she's going to like call you she's up. She's going to be like, Mike Redman. Yes. His email Actually, address is MikeR at TRCPolitan.com. <laughs> I'm going to bring you a jar of river water, too. So, anyways, well, you're not going to forget that picture now, <laughs> listeners. So, anywho. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, I just feel like, again, that's such a massive of practice for us um, to learn how to be in touch with our own soul. And sometimes too, I feel like uh, what what Sabbath does for me personally is it reminds me of the beauty and the simple things Mm -hmm. of life. Mm -hmm. Again, in in a culture that's very consumer driven, um, I like to sit on my front porch and just watch hummingbirds at my bird feeder and um, just have extra time just to linger and watch Mm -hmm. the sunset and, um, you know, to joke with my kids or to sit 
and listen to an audiobook with them. Or, you know, I, I think um, sometimes when I'm living hurried and distracted, mm-hmm. I think I need more things yeah. to fill up what's going on. And I think one of the treasures of Sabbath for me is just realizing, wow, God, there's just so much beauty around mm-hmm. me. It moves me into a place of gratitude just mm-hmm. for all the things I already have. Yeah. Um, uh, the gifts of relationship that are around me, just um, creation's a massive pathway mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. uh, for both rest and connection. Um, and so uh, Sabbath reconnects me with yep. the simplicity and the beauty that's around me. And um, that's a really good thing. For yeah, my heart. For sure. So as both of you were talking, the picture I got was do you remember the cartoon with Wiley e. Coyote and the Roadrunner? And like the oh, Roadrunner yeah. runner would take off, but it would leave this dust figure of yes. itself and it kept running. And Sabbath, I feel is the alignment, I feel like, of the dust and the roadrunner coming back together. And so our spirit, mind, body, soul get to enter into a place of Oh, we're reconnected. Yeah. Because sometimes we're running so fast, we don't even realize we disconnected. Right. Absolutely. And so it allows us to pause enough and be like, okay, am I actually connected holistically with the Lord, within myself, with others? What does that look like, Lord, and the invitation? So I love what both of you said during that time. Yeah. Can I just say one thing yeah, too? Please. I think what's really important for us and in, in um, a lot of the people listening have grown up in a pretty religious culture mm-hmm. is um, it's good for us to know that God's not actually a taskmaster. That's right. And so um, he's so kind. Yep. Um, he's so good. Yep. He's so gracious. He's so loving. He wants to just be near to you. Mm-hmm. And so I just feel like that in and of itself to just hear the invitation of the Lord saying like, I'm, you know, I'm not a taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I love you, and I, it's, it's my joy yeah. to rest. This is why I created mm-hmm. this rhythm, and I think that's really important for us, especially a lot of us that have grown up in religious contexts. Yeah. Um, that's a part of His heart and His character that yeah. we need to be reminded of pretty regularly. Yeah, one of the things we talked about in the last podcast was there's a quote that says we were made for Sabbath, Sabbath. Sorry, we weren't made for Sabbath. Sabbath was made for us. Yes. And I love that quote because mm-hmm. how often do we think like we're a slave to Sabbath? That's when right. the truth is like the invitation from the Lord was come join me in relationship. Yes. And I'm creating this so there's a path another pathway for us to do that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it was Jesus right. who emphasized yes. that. And it's like, yeah, that's such a beautiful yeah. uh, invitation. Yep. Okay, so Mike, Steph, what does a typical Sabbath look like for you? Because you, here, guys, here's the deal. The truth is, being in ministry, Sabbath looks sometimes a little different. Some people, you guys both talked about, think Sabbath is usually a Sunday, but when you're working all Sunday mm-hmm. or Saturday, Sunday, you know, like all the days, what does Sabbath look like for you? Yeah. So for me, because I work Sunday morning here at the church, uh, I consider my Sabbath which is a little bit different than my family. They overlap. But my Sabbaths for me start Sunday at about 1230 when I'm walking out the door. Mm-hmm. And then for 24 hours till about Monday at noon. Yep. So that's a little bit different rhythm from a sun up to mm-hmm. sundown approach. My family would be, for tracing my kids, that would mm-hmm. be Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that's been a, a good, healthy rhythm for us as we talk about that. Um, it has been great for me. I'm introverted. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, Alone time is actually 
helps to fill my soul. Mm -hmm. uh, and so Monday is also my day off. So I do get the opportunity mm -hmm. that really for, I get to spend about half of my Sabbath with my family. So we're trying yeah. to be much more intentional. Of like, what does that look like? That Sunday afternoon into the evening look like for us? Uh, and then, and then I get going into Monday morning, like I get introvert time, right. you know, so I spend a little bit more time with the Lord in prayer and trying to create better rhythms of silence and solitude. Uh, and so those are kind of the, the time rhythms for us. Uh, and then what I am trying to get much better for Sabbath is like, how do we do more things as family? You know, like mm -hmm. being intentional around relationship. And I think this is what we miss because I think there is something really, there is something highly spiritual about being intentional with family, yeah. intentional with friends coming together uh, mm -hmm. to celebrate, like enjoy life, yeah. live life, eat good meals. And so we're trying to be intentional around that. Now that can get tricky, mm -hmm. like even for families, you know, it's like some would say like, well, have a game night. Well, not all my kids like doing games. Right. So we, you know, so there is, there's like this dance within Sabbath of like, how do we do things, mm -hmm. you know, together? Um, and, and so we're trying to figure some of yeah. those things out. We're not great at them. Yep. And then, you know, we're not a turn off the TV, you know, family. So like where I'm trying to be more intentional as we think through things. And this will be hard for me because we get into football season and I love football season. And so I could easily sit there and is watch the 12 o'clock, yep, the three o'clock. <laughs> I could watch the Sunday night game and I could watch the Monday night game. Well, Don't do it, Mike. Don't do it. That's about as bad as binge watching the old Netflix. So like in that, now my family also likes football though. So I also think there can be something right. healthy about like doing things together. That is yep. my, like, are we doing things together? And then what things are not allowing us to come into relationship? But then also creating some intentionality around how do I connect with the Lord so that mm -hmm. I'm not lazy and not spiritually, because this is what I have to guard against. When I get home from church, um, and Kevin has helped me with this, is I can even be emotionally, spiritually drained. Yeah. And so sometimes it's like, that's all I want to do. Like, I don't want to think about spiritual things. I don't right. even want to think about my relationship with Jesus. And so I have to be, that takes a little bit more work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that does feel like work, but um that's where the Monday is helpful for me because once I have slept, that helps. Mm -hmm. But I think for us, it's for our family, trying to be intentional, trying to put our phones down is a really big one mm -hmm. um, of just learning how to stay off of those for 24 hours. So I, it's easy for me not to check email. That's not a problem for me. Right. But, you know, it's just too easy to want to look at social media. And our natural habit is when I'm bored or there's some downtime, it's like we naturally pick up our phones. And scroll. And scroll. So. Yeah. Um, our kids have even started calling us out on that. Yeah. Like, and so for real, so mm -hmm. that's just, it's a reality. And so that's where the discipline comes in. But man, there is something that is so healthy. Like when I just put my phone down and leave it down mm -hmm. and turn it off, um, there's something really good about it. And so I'm getting better at that, but that's still a challenge and hard. Both mm -hmm. Tracy and I, we would say that for sure. Yep. And I would say, yeah. So, um, for me, so here's what I'll say too. Um, know that your um, rhythms and disciplines will change seasonally That's right. and they'll change yep. with stage of word. life. Yep. And so yep. um, these things, again, are not intended to be rigid. Um, if they yeah. are not serving the purpose That's of right. intimacy with God and connection with others, it's time to reevaluate yeah. those. And so I could tell you all kinds of different Sabbath yeah. seasons for right. us right. Um, because they have changed yep. in the uh, 20 years that I feel mm -hmm. like we've been trying to semi-intentionally 
practice mm-hmm. Sabbath from when I was uh, a young married with no kids right. to young family to older kids that are, are in sports yep. and things like that now. Um, so just know that there is a seasonality yeah. and that there's freedom in that to, yeah. um, to make changes. It's a good reminder, stuff. Um so uh, similar, since we're trying to, in our family, we really try and prioritize rest, uh, mm-hmm. play, and relationships. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, we, I did a whole podcast on play. So, you know, that's actually a really big value mm-hmm. for our family um, because that's a really, uh, that's a really, we think it's a really big pathway towards connection with one another. And it, it elicits actually that trust in God. Mm-hmm. A childlikeness is a way that shows uh, a playfulness. Um, in us. So uh, back to Mike, when we, when my kids were younger, we called um, Sunday afternoon, Sunday fun day, mm-hmm. and everybody got to pick one thing because yeah. similar, yep. I mean, my, honestly, my two kids probably could not be wired any differently. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I right, mean, right. if oh, you yeah. wrote up a spectrum of yep. like personalities, things you enjoy, <laughs> whoa, buddy, like yeah. they just are, I mean, opposite right. humans. Right. Um, and and we, so, we will usually as parents, we will gravitate towards the kids that are like us. <laughs> yeah. Most right. like us. And so like, yes. I have to be very mindful of that yes. because I gravitate towards games. I'm like, game time, great. Yep. But I have yep. one of my sons is not like that. Yes. And so like, then what am I, yep. what am I doing yes. with him? What yep. are we doing with yep. him? For sure. Yep. So that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So we would let everybody pick and we would acknowledge not everybody's going to love everything that we do, yeah. but this is part of how we learn to be yeah. in relationship yep. and to connect with other people actually in doing things that maybe mm-hmm. aren't our yes. natural um, bent. And so, um, yeah, so for sure, my Abby was going to pick a game or yeah. some type of sporting, you know, activity. Yep. And um, Elijah would be want us to play video games with him, yep. which... Yep. Um, he thought was funny when he was little. Now he just gets mad at me. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> That's real. It's yep. for real. Um, and then I'm always like, we're going on a nature walk. And they're like, mom. <laughs> Not again. That's <laughs> what we're going on. Mom's walk at the lake, kids. Come on. So, yeah. yeah. But anyways, we've learned right. to grow. Yep. And I, I'd like to think that there's at least a piece of them that made me enjoy that a yeah, little bit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but anyway, so that's part of how we've done it. Yep. Just trying to yeah. meet each other kind of where we're at and learn how to share that space um, together. Um, Yeah. So I actually Sabbath now from about Friday at noon to Saturday at noon. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a a couple of other practicalities, I would say schedule it. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, you don't have to be rigid if one week that doesn't work for you and you can't do 24 hours, Mm -hmm. start with half a day. Mm -hmm. It's about the intentionality of just creating the space. And so if you're like, I could not Sabbath for 24 hours right now, well, then don't start there. Start with a half a day. Um, Start with part of a day or whatever. Um, I'm really excited about what I'm going to do this fall because like I said, I'm seasonal and I'm a... I don't like sameness. And so I actually like to switch things up quite a bit. And um, there is a master class on learning to cook like Mediterranean food. Oh, fun. And I'm going to do that on Friday afternoons. Like before my kids come home, I'm going to do this online um, cooking class. And I'm going to make food. And they won't like half of it. So we'll still order pizza (laughs) like we normally do on uh, Friday nights. But that is, for me, fun cooking is really soul giving. And so I'm really excited about that. And then, yeah, extended time of journaling and 
and back to my yeah. point about reflection. So I often do um, the practice of examining, yeah, that's good. Um, which is a reflection tool that you can do nightly. But I also do kind of a weekly one mm-hmm. um, to just get a little bit of a bigger picture um, place. So yeah, lots of reading, um, mm-hmm. lots of, again... For me, I'm a creation pathway, so it's a lot of time outdoors Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. all kinds of settings. But those are some of the life-giving practices um, for our crew. You know, as we continue to look as a church family at Sabbath this year and first semester kind of debunking some of the things we've put around Sabbath, the boxes, the thoughts, the preconceived notions about Sabbath, and then as we continue to relearn, I wonder if one of the things we can begin to practice as podcasters is asking the Lord, what's your invitation for us? Because I love how both of you just shared that it isn't rigid Mm -hmm. and it really is invitational. And so what is God's invitation for us? And I actually wonder in the midst of that, is God going to be like, and what's your invitation for me, guys? Mm -hmm. You know? And so like, how do we want to experience and encounter him? Yeah. And I, I, kind of going off of all these things. I think it is important to really talk with, you know, if you're in a family situation, to talk with your spouse, to talk with your kids, um, to invite them into some of these conversations. I think that really helps because sometimes you also got to, everybody's got to also define like what gives me life yeah, and like what is work. Right. You know, so I do think that Sabbath is not meant to be doing work. So what does that mean? So like if you are a mom and you you know, or a dad, and let's say you do a lot of the cooking and cleaning. Well, sometimes that feels like work and is yeah. not always super life-giving. So, so we right. give you all permission to yes. start I tell my wife, for every I meal. tell my wife every Sabbath, hey, you can wait and you can put those dishes away tomorrow. <laughs> I mean... Mike Rodman. Uh, I joke. My wife knows I joke because I actually do a lot of those things. Mike loves um, to vacuum. I love a to little, vacuum. I did know that. I love yeah, to vacuum. A little, yeah. Another so does my Mike. He loves to vacuum too. I, I love to dust. I think it's I can see an outcome. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I can see an outcome. Um, I'm not I, precise enough to... Like dusting, I feel like I can... I'm precise enough for that, but vacuuming, I don't oh, know. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Come over and dust our house. We hate <laughs> dusting. It's awful. But I think Makes defining some of those things. So like, this is one for our kids. Like we have asked them, um, we want them to have all their homework done on by Saturday hmm. and not to do mm-hmm. any homework Sunday. Yep. Uh, because homework is work. Yeah. And for them, it's not life-giving. Yep. And so they don't like that always on Saturday, but it's also helped them go into the school week when like, oh, there's a whole 24 hours before yeah, the week that they're not thinking about that. Right. And so like, that's one thing, you know, and we're going to get caught at some point where they don't get it done. Like those things right. happen. Life or happens. the project's so big. Yes. Or, yeah. And so like, we're, you know, that's where we could get religious on them. Yes. Of like, well, you didn't finish that. So you're just out of luck. No, right. no, we, but Looks I think, like you're getting I think really talking about those things is really helpful with your family so that you just have some good priorities mm-hmm. and some clear expectations. And you're trying to figure this out together as a, f- a family unit. Yeah. And even with, you know, if you're not in a family unit and you're single, like even like with friends, yeah. you know, and the ways that you interact with your Sabbath, because I think it would be really easy because if you're, you know, single and you're at home by yourself, you could easily just get bored and then you, it's easy to step outside of some of those rhythms, mm-hmm. you know? So I think having some guidelines and some boundaries and borders, but then also like stuff is really pressing into, I love the idea of Sunday fun day mm-hmm. of, yeah, I think that's, right. that's like, like Sabbath is meant for celebration Yeah, yeah. and we 
have turned it into Mm -hmm. something it's not. So this is one rhythm that we will probably get back into the fall that we did for a season that was really great is on Sunday evenings, you know, a lot of Sunday evenings, you know, we grew up, we only had popcorn, you know, like a a lot of people have popcorn for some reason on Sunday, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we had gotten into a rhythm of receiving communion. Yeah. And so so it's part of our, of our, during COVID actually for us. Yeah. During our meal time, um, you know, we would do, we have a f- kind of a formal liturgy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and part of this was also to help ground my children and our family into some things. Like we mm-hmm. want their roots to go deep. And mm-hmm. there's also, I've kind of had this idea of like, when my kids leave our household, I want them to come back and like, remember things and be like, I love when we did this during mm-hmm. these seasons. Like mm-hmm. I want them to have that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think even if my kids fall away from Jesus or if they go, like there will be things that will have them so rooted, they will come back around to mm-hmm. things. That's right. And I think about communion and what that means. And so we make it a celebration, mm-hmm. not, you know, so like we do both and, mm-hmm. but like, we really want this to be a celebration of what Jesus has done for us. And so that's been a, you know, in seasons pass and we'll get back into that. That's been really healthy for us. We've not done that for a while, but I'd like to step back into that. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, that's, there's just something about coming to the Lord's table. Yeah. That is really beautiful. Yep. I also wonder whether you're in family or single, like, or with roommates or whatever that may be like the invitation of every voice is valid. So like hearing each other out, but also I was I was thinking for single people in particular, the invitation of like, can we do this together? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. which I think is really beautiful. Yeah, especially as we talk about its relationship with God and relationship with others. That's yep. well, that was really God's purpose mm-hmm. in creating Sabbath for us. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, friends, thank you so much for joining us. Podcasters, thank you for listening in. Uh, Mike or Steph, who wants to pray? I'm, I better. Yeah. Since I mean, I'm the you're the prayer person. No. You're no. professional. If you would have said who wants to sing a song, I would have, I guess, raised Great. my hand. So Mike's going to lead us in a song and then <laughs> Steph's going to pray. Just joking. Thanks, I want to hear a spontaneous Sabbath <laughs> worship song right now, Mike. <laughs> Please but. do it. Do it. <laughs> awesome. No, I would love to pray blessing. Um, let's pray. Uh, so, Father, we uh, we thank you that you are an invitational God, and you're mm-hmm. so kind, and you're so good. And we thank you that the disciplines and the rhythms that mm-hmm. you um, placed uh, into your word, into what it means to follow you, are actually just they're the best gifts uh, for us to live a life of flourishing. Mm -hmm. And so, Father, I just pray uh, in the name of Jesus, any place where anybody listening carries some religious baggage Mm -hmm. uh, around Sabbath, we just pray that that would be broken Mm -hmm. and that there would be a season of uh, life-giving joy Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. they spend time in relationship with you and with others. God, I pray that as a church family, we would become more in tune with our souls, That's right. uh, healthier, rested, in tune with the work of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. within us. And so, God, we are in a culture right now that needs people who are rooted and grounded, um, secure in you. Um, we want to love you well so that we can love others well. And mm-hmm. I think Sabbath... Uh, is one of the ways that we can do that. So mm-hmm. um, may you give our listeners just a blessing of creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, would it be fun yeah. to think about what this day could be? Not a heavy burden, 
um, but an invitation, Lord. Mm-hmm. So we thank you, Jesus. That Sabbath was your idea. Yeah, that's right. Uh, keep teaching us about what yeah. that means. Yeah. So we just pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this T3 Family Podcast. We hope it's been a blessing for you and your family.